Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say praise him. Give God some glory. Mm, ain't he all right? Thank the Lord. Y'all done? (laughs) Oh, praise God. Somebody ought to give God a hand praise. Oh, how we thank God for his presence. Well, to thank him that we have an opportunity to come and worship the Lord. Not fanfare, just plain old worshiping the Lord. Because God is good. And the refrain is all the time. Can I say it again? God is good. And all the time, he's good. Praise his holy name. Oh, praise his name. Pray with me. Father, thank you for this first Sunday in December. The year is quickly going by. But you are steadfast, oh God, and faithful. Regardless of anything else, you are God. And so we bless you this morning. And we thank you, O Lord, for this time to just give you worship and praise. Father, as we, your people, stand and sit before you, O God, we just want to say thank you for another day. Dear God, I pray that I will bless now these thy people, those online as well. And touch us, O God, in a unique and special way where we need your touch. And O God, we pray that I will touch that one that don't know you as a Savior. And those who do know you, O Lord, we pray that I will bless by the power of your Spirit today. Touch now your servant, O God. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people and bless them in Jesus' name. May there be no distractions, O Lord, to keep someone from coming to the Savior. I bless you, Father, this morning, and thank you, dear God, for your love, grace, and mercy. In Jesus' name, and all said amen. 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 If you would, uh, would you grab your Bibles or your electronic device where you may have a copy of the scripture therein, turn to the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. The Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And as you are turning to John 3 and verse 1, Would you say amen? Amen. Others perhaps are still looking for it. We pray that you'll have it in a moment. So John chapter 3, verses 1 
through 10. John writes, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. You may take your seats. For our topic this morning, we will use any time is the right time for salvation. Any time is the right time for salvation. It breaks my heart that uh, as we go along in life and as we converse with people, talk to people here and there, they have all kinds of excuses as to why they don't know the Lord Jesus as Savior. Many people, have, maybe they went to church somewhere, sometime they may know a Bible verse or two and they'll try to trick you like they know something, but they really don't. And it hurts, uh, it hurts my heart. I know it hurts God's heart because God has been and still is too good. Over 2,000 years ago, the Savior went to the cross out at Calvary to pay a debt that he did not owe. The Bible declares in John 3.16 that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that those who will believe in him will have eternal life. I wonder how many people are in churches today, in worship today, or online or in person, do not know the Lord Jesus as Savior. You see, I can't tell by the way you look. Someone once said you can't judge a book by its cover. Now, I can't tell, but I can tell by the fruit that you are. The Bible declares that you will know them by their fruit. If certain things become to come out of your mouth on a regular basis, you may not know the Lord. The way you act and the places you go and the things you do will tell on you whether you know the Lord. Sometimes we try to make excuses for ourselves doing the wrong thing at the wrong time for the wrong reason, and we don't know Jesus, but we're in church on Sunday. Somebody say amen. The Holy Scripture declared that God loves mankind. He proved it by sending his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus, to sacrifice his life on the cross out of Calvary. And often people will say that they, had, they love God, 
My friend, the scripture rebuts that assertion. It was God who first loved us and that not we first loved him, according to the apostle Peter. Case in point is this Bible illustration from our text. Nicodemus was privileged. Nicodemus was an elder and was a, a, a member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court. Nicodemus taught the people. He had great position in the community, but it has no bearing on his salvation experience. What that is, is that it is the grace of God. The love and mercy of Almighty God flows to the saved and the unsaved alike. It flows to those who are educated and those who are not. It flows to those who are down and out and also to those who are up and out. Nicodemus was up and out. What about you? This morning we want to talk about any time is the right time for salvation. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, as you probably well know, as many of you have read the scripture or heard the sermons before. The text is intriguing. It was the element of surprise as in a mystery novel. You cannot put it down as you await the ending. From the very beginning, questions pop up. Why come to Jesus at night? Why couldn't you come in the daytime? Sometimes the people today say, I'm going to wait for the right time to get saved. Well, the right time is right now. There ain't no right time. The, the time that God, by the Spirit, move on your heart, you need to come. We don't know what God's going to do. We don't know how long we might have. We don't know that. But God knows, and he wants us to come. Why come to Jesus at night? As a respected man of the community, what was, a, what was he afraid of? Perhaps it was the fear of being ridiculed by fellow Pharisees. That was one of his issues. The fear of being ridiculed acts like a jail. It restricts in our, our freedom of, of movement and keeps us bound at the same thing today. How many of you sitting right here in the sanctuary and those of you that are online, you're just waiting for the right time? Well, the right time is right now. The right time is give it up right now. Sometimes we say, well, I'm going to wait till I get myself together. My friends, if you can get yourself together, why would Jesus have to go to the cross and die? If we can get our own self together, we don't need the Lord. But I'm, 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 I got to tell you, we need the Lord. There's an old song that says, I need thee every hour. Oh, God, I need thee. Even when we're saved, I need thee every hour, every minute, every day. I need the Lord. The enemy of God and God's people will try to pull us away from God. Many of us are already entangled into the bright lights and the enticement of the world, and we act like there ain't nothing wrong with going to the, to, to, the, to the place to gamble. Come on, somebody. And those of you that like to drink, some of y'all be asking me, is it wrong to drink? Why? Don't ask me. Ask God. He's the Savior. We do things that we think we are big enough to do, and that's fine, but does it, does it glorify God? If you're a child of God, if you're not a child of God, then all bets are off. You can do what you want to do. But there's a price to pay. Let me hit the text for you. There was a man, and the scripture tells us, man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. It's interesting how God would name somebody in the text. It's kind of important. He's just not making this up. This man is a ruler of the Jews, it says. And this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a man of God, a, man, a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. God doesn't need his testimony. And I wonder when I kept reading this text, who is we? He's only talking to Nicodemus. 
Nicodemus is trying to not to put the, put the light on himself. We, us, we did it. No, no. You should go back and tell we. Y'all need to come to Jesus too. How many of us have, come to, have already come to the Lord? God has saved you and we go back home and then it seems like the people in your own household don't even recognize that you are a child of the king. Oh, not only that, they expect you to be way up here and not to condemn them way down there. And then when you say something like you need to go to church, they're not, no, no, you're just all holy now, huh? You should say, yes, I am. Praise Jesus. The script identifies Nicodemus as the Lord's nighttime visitor. Just who is this man, Nicodemus? I'll just share with you in a little bit. He was a Pharisee, one of the great big units there in uh, Israel, along with the Sadducees. He's a Pharisee and a rule of God's people. He's, up the, he's on the high court. He's one of those folks I said about earlier. He is up, but he's out. He's got it all going for him, but he don't have Jesus. How many of you got it all going for you, but you don't have Jesus? How many of you got it all going for you at work? How many of you got it all going on your bank account, on the vehicle you drive, all your people that you get around to, but you don't know Jesus, you don't have time for Jesus. But my friends, I got to tell you that there will come a time that you wish you had time for the Lord. So any time is the right time to get saved. This man is a religious man of some means. Some uh, theologians say that he, his faith was weak. I don't know about all that. I think God was working on him by the Spirit. God is working on somebody in here and online by the Holy Spirit. I can't see it, but I know that God is working. He worked on me one day. Now, you that know Jesus know that he worked on you one day. And you had to come to know the Lord. You couldn't put him off. Nicodemus couldn't put the Lord off. He had to come. He had to find out. Nicodemus, a member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish Supreme Court, is a respected leader in the community. You can be respected all you want to, but without Jesus, we ain't nobody. Without Jesus, you can have this world, but without Christ the Lord, you don't have anything. Because one day the Bible declares that we will die. We will go to stand in judgment if you don't know Christ. His appointed, Hebrews says, his appointed wants the men to die and then the judgment. It doesn't mean judgment right there, uh, Christian. We have a whole different kind of judgment. But for the person that don't know the Lord, immediately when they die, they go to a place where they really don't want to be. But every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow before the one named Jesus Christ. Even Satan and all of his imps, they got to bow one day to the Lord. You see, this man was a pillar of the community. How many folk in our community are pillars? Well, they're just clay, putting on a nice show. I don't care what positions they are in, but how many of them know the Savior? Somewhere in Nicodemus' mind, he knew that Jesus was a different kind of rabbi. He was a different kind of teacher. Why did he come to him at night, he says? Then he comes, did he come so that he could spend some uninterrupted time with the Lord? I don't know. He wouldn't come with his fellow Pharisees. He would have been ousted. So perhaps that's why he came. I, I don't really know. Scripture don't really tell us. But I know that he came. How many of you are secret agents? <laughs> Amen. If you're going to come, come on. If you're saved, stand up and say, I'm saved. Stand up and say, I know the Lord. Too many Christians are closed mouthed. We want to say something in church, maybe. I tease one of my brothers who's in the choir. And every time we meet up and I always tell them this, they say, a, a song that they sang. 
And y'all can say it in the, in, in the praise hymn. Y'all can say it. Open your mouth and say something. Many of us ought to be coming to Jesus right now, not maybe so much for salvation, but to bring other people to salvation. We're falling down on our evangelistic approach so we can reach people in the community. We talk about it, but you got to be about it. We got to come and begin to do what God said. We got we to start at the house. My friend, we need to start at home. If, if you're scared to say something, write it out on a little stick and put it on the refrigerator. You need to get saved. Today, underline it, bold face, exclamation mark. Too many Christians are just closed now. We just come to church and have a good time. It ain't about a good time. It's all good to come and worship God. God, by the Spirit, began to move in our hearts. But it's just for a reason to prepare us to get ready to go out into the streets and get people off their feet and bring them to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, this is evident by the word in verse 2. Rabbi, we know that you are. We know. I'd still like to know who that we is. We, you are a teacher come from God. Of course he is. Nicodemus addresses Jesus as rabbi, the master teacher, and he declares that we know you are a teacher comes from God. He does not say that he knows. He does not say, he does say that we know. It appears that Nicodemus is taking a defensive position. He is not accepting any responsibility for his own action. Many times we don't accept any responsibility for our own action. We may clap our hands when somebody gets saved, but are you trying to get somebody saved? I noticed this morning, maybe it's just because it's, it's damp weather. Maybe because the sun's not shining. But I want you to know that the Son of God is shining. And it's shining in my heart. The little Bible song that the kids would know, I, Jesus loved me, this I know. Why? Because the Bible tells me so. You see, when we know that God is God all by himself, when you know that you've been changed and everything has changed in your life, you got the I can't help it, I got to tell somebody. You'll come to church and begin to praise God, and sometimes people who sit behind your side of you look at you sideways and wonder what's wrong with you. You ought to look at them sideways and wonder what's wrong with them. Because God is real, and if he's real in your soul, if he's done anything for you, if he woke you up this morning, you ought to begin to give God some praise. Because there's somebody in the church house that don't know this is his house, somebody here that needs to know that Jesus saved. Not that we should just say the word, but we ought to demonstrate it and let somebody know that he can save you. Many would begin to say, I don't have time, but my friend, if you don't have time, shame on you, because any time is the right time to get saved. Anybody know what I'm saying? It was time for me, and I said yes to the Lord. It's time for you, and all you got to do is say yes to the Lord. It's time for you that are online to say yes to the Lord. It's time for you that may not know him. You can do it right. It's time to come to know the Lord. Can I get a witness? Jesus has already died. Jesus has already risen from the grave. Jesus has already shed his precious blood. Jesus has already made a way of escape. Are you ready to have a way of escape? Any time, my friends, is the right time to be born again. Jesus answered in verse 3 and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, 
he cannot even see the kingdom of God. Scripture does not say even, I said even. I'm just trying to make it emphatic. You cannot even see, not only get there, you can't see it. There was one in Scripture whose name was one of God's favorite servants. And he was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. And one day, my brother, they got on his last nerve. Can anybody say amen? When folk get on your last nerve, you do things that God would not have you to do. But the preacher of God hit the rock and said, we're speaking to the rock. And he did not even see, he, could, he did not even get into the promised land. But he could see it. So God had mercy. Call him up and say, come over here. I'm going to show you what you can't go through. But I want you to know today when Jesus comes into your life, you will not only see it that when God calls you home, you'll be there. So when God calls you, you'll know that I'm going home to be with my Lord. As my sister sang this morning, I got to, be, I got to take me to the King. Because I want to be with the Lord Almighty. Anybody can witness for me that my Savior is all right. My Savior is all right. He's all right. Sometimes we waste time. He said, well, I come when I get my act right. Now, I'm here to tell you, you're not going to be able to do that. I'm going to come when everything is worked out. No, you can't do that. Why don't you come while you have time? You see, this well-educated religious leader, Nicodemus did not understand what the Savior was talking about. Jesus was speaking about a spiritual birth. But Nicodemus thought only of a physical birth. The situation is no different today. When you talk with some people about being born again, my friend, this is what some would say. They often began to discuss their family's religious heritage, their church membership, religious ceremony. Oh, let me say a word. Just because you've got a church membership does not guarantee you you're born again. The church instead the body can't save you. It is Jesus by the Spirit that does that. So they'll tell you about that church membership. I belong to XY Church. Religious ceremonies and all, that's not going to get you to heaven. We got to come. Someone was said that the ground is level at the cross. In other words, there are not no special people come. If we're unsaved, it's all us we can come. It's open for all of us. And sometimes people wait till the last minute. Sometimes they're on their deathbed. And I call it the 11th hour and the 59th minute and the 59th second. But I don't care how much time, but any time is the right time. You see, Nicodemus needed something to get a new perspective. You needed a new outlook. And for you to get a perspective, you need to be born again. You need a spiritual relationship with God. You need forgiveness of your sin. And you need salvation in Christ. If you believe and are convinced that you have not been born again, I want you to know that you don't have to wait until midnight. You don't have to wait till midday. You don't have to wait till in the morning for breakfast time. You don't have to wait for supper time because any time is the right time to get saved. If anybody here today, any time, even right now, is the time to be saved. You don't have to wait until it's midnight. You don't have to wait for a more opportune time to be born again. Any time is the right time to be born again. There are some people who suppose they have been born again. 
but they find out they're living a lie. Some people I've talked to that, and I found out that they were in church like most of us when we were kids. And because they were in church, they figured that they already are born again. But my friend, we can't go to heaven on mama's faith, on daddy's faith. You gotta have faith all for your own self. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith in Christ, you can't even be saved. But I want you to know anybody what you look like and what you be like is all than what you are like. You can come to Jesus anytime. You see, there's no delay in coming to Christ. He's already standing ready for you and me to come. Anybody know what I'm saying? Sometimes you feel that God may have forgot all about you. But I want to reassure you that God has not forgotten anybody. The Lord is constantly calling out through the preachers and the ministers of the world and saying, come, come to Jesus. Even there are songs that come to Jesus right now. And many of us, we just don't want to hear it. But I'm here to tell you, my friend, the place that you'll go without Christ is not a place you want to go. I always make a little joke about it. You know, hell might not be so bad if you can go to hell for about 100 years and get parole. But it don't work like that. When you're there, you're there. And there's no coming back. But I want you to know this. The moment you give Christ your life, now you're on your way to eternal life with him. And what a wonderful thing that there is. Verse 4 through 7 outlines the solution to Nicodemus' issues as well as yours. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel, do not wonder or be awe in awe, Jesus is saying, that I said to you, you must must is an operative word. You must be born again. Doesn't matter how old you are. It matters that you're still alive. If you're still alive, there's a chance you can be saved. If you're still alive right now, you can be saved. Some of you may feel so bad about your sin that I can't be saved. I've done a lot of bad things. I'm not interested in bad things. I'm just interested in letting you know that God is not interested in that. That he wants you to come and say, Lord, forgive me. And Lord, accept me. And I want you as my Savior. I believe that you died on the cross out of Calvary. I believe that you rose again from the dead on the third day. I believe that you are God all by yourself. I believe in you, O oh God. And God will bless you. So Nicodemus was given the answer to his greatest question and need. He needed to be born again. We need to be born again. Some churches preach today, but they do not preach about the gospel, which is the need is to be born again. We can't get to Christ no other way, in, in, not in judgment. We need to be born again. Christ is not real to many of you because you have not been delivered from your sins. Your faith has not been forged into a genuine relationship with the Lord. Your sinful pride is a roadblock to your new life in Christ. 
Some of you have joined this body of Christ, but you haven't been converted. In other words, you haven't been born again. You have not been born again. You're still in your sins. My friends, anytime, anywhere, it's time to be born again. This is also true about some of you who may understand things about church and worship, but ignorant of what it means to be saved and to live a life by faith. Let me stop with a parenthetical pause. It's not only to be born again, but you got to live it. Too many of us are not living what God said we ought to live. When you're born again, there's a change in your life. Places that you don't go no more. It's not because you forgot the address. It's because God is working on the inside. That's stuff that you don't say no more. Not because you don't forgot how to say it. No, it's because there's a change on the inside. And when things begin to pop out, you call on God to forgive you. You're going to make a change in your life. We need a change. It's wonderful to be born again. But you're living a defeated life when you're not living that way. You can't stay with somebody of the opposite sex or the other one. And not be married. I can hear you now. Man, you don't went from preaching to meddling. Well, that's my business. We, we cannot do that. We, 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 we can't do that and please God, what I'm saying. All the world don't care. They love you. But you see, we can't do some of the things that we had been doing. Why? Because when you're born again, it's a change. I want to be like Jesus. Lord, give me a clean heart. But I may not disparage you the how is one born let me share this with you but when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing and regeneration of the renewing of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior you don't have to wait to come to Christ you know, one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit, as a matter of fact, it's really too prone. He convinces us of righteousness, and he convicts us of our sin. No one has to tell you that you've sinned unto God. No one. If you are born again, and you say something that's in the old nature that you really didn't want to say, but it's there. Then come on now. When we ask the Lord to forgive us, he will. We want to get that out of the way. Paul said we need to make dead the old nature. And we, that's, we got to work on it all the time. But when you're born again, that's something good and wonderful about you. No, we are not perfect, none of us. The only perfect one is our Savior, the Lord Jesus. You see, my friends... God wants you to be his representative so you can let others know that he is a great savior. You don't have to wait to come, so come now. The spirit of the Lord said, come, come now. The scriptures say, come, come now. Do not put off your eternal destiny with Christ for another time. The time is right now. The time is right now. Come and be born again. Paul says plainly from Romans 10, 9 uh, through 13. 
how this can happen. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But with the heart, but with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And this is my favorite verse. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come. Any time is the right time to be born again. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.